This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast recorded live at the spacious Lineup Media Group studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back. It's the Drop Podcast. We're here for you after every Blues game and whenever there's some big news going on in the NHL or with the Blues. We all know that hockey has done some really great things with the Hockey Fights Cancer theme. It's bringing to light a lot of different issues with different types of cancer, with child cancer, with uh, adult cancers. It's just great to see what the NHL is doing. And one great thing that happened, we all know the Blues and Tarasenko and Ari and the sad story about her passing just a couple weeks ago that she really had a big impact on the team and it, the blues really meant a lot to her. And I'm glad that she was able to get to go on the road with the blues last year. It was uh, such a great thing for them to do. And the NHL continues to do it. I don't know if you guys had heard, but Alex Ovechkin was uh, able to uh, get in contact with the young uh, cancer survivor who's now cancer free and his name was Alex Louie big Ovechkin fan Ovechkin actually let him know hey we're bringing you to the game in Toronto which was last night you're going to get to be with us you're going to get to come in the locker room and just a great thing for uh, Alex Ovechkin to do Alex had two goals it was three to two Toronto pulled their goalie and guess what that's right oh she got a pass to Ovechkin Ovechkin put it in the empty net to get his hat trick and the promise comes through. Such a great story and a great ending. And hopefully uh, we wish uh, Alex Louie the best and his continued recovery and remission from his cancer. Such a great story. Getting to the blues, a lot of people on Twitter, Facebook, St. Louis media were really disappointed in the blues loss to Nashville. But it's just one game. You know, the blues are not going to win every single game. And people are so used to the Blues having issues and besides a couple years ago that you know getting to the the Stanley Cup uh, Western Conference Finals they Blues fans are just really edgy and really get upset when they lose and but that does happen in the NHL you just got to take it the way it is the Blues played a bad first period but coach Mike made adjustments and they in my mind really owned the Predators in the second and third period they just couldn't get anything past Pecorine, and one of the main reasons was their average shot. I saw a graph on this. In the win against Edmonton, their average shot was 25, 24 point something, 25 feet away from the goalie. Against the Predators, it was 46 feet. And I've said this before, when the Blues have issues, they're taking shots far and far away because they just can't seem to get that puck close in for the best opportunities. And the Predators... Played them defensively very, very well. The Predators are a strong defensive team. The Predators are a good team, guys. Sometimes you're going to lose those games. The Predators had a good game plan. They got ahead one to nothing. They limited the Blues' great opportunities. The Blues had a couple and maybe could have scored on two or three of them. But that doesn't always happen and the Blues lost. So going into this game against the Wild, the Wild have been playing much better. Much, much better uh, than they had before. The Blues... 
come into the game with 33 points. The Wild come into the to the game with 25 points. They were looking to get 27, so they'd just be six points behind. This is a tough Central Division, very tough Central Division. It's going to be that way all year long. These teams are just going to beat the crap out of each other. And I don't think you're going to see a team really dominate another team in the Central. I think you're going to see a lot of 500 records against the Central with these teams. And whoever can get a little bit above that and play maybe 600 against the teams in the Central, that's going to decide who wins this division and ultimately who gets the better seed in the playoffs. But getting into the wild game, the Blues from the beginning, man, they looked really, really good just like they did against Edmonton. And I knew they would come out with a great effort. That's one thing about Coach Mike I like. These team may lose a game. They may lose two games in a row. But that normally doesn't happen. And when it does, you know, when they lose one game, the second game they come back and they play very well. Or if they lose two games, that third game they come back and play well. Coach Mike does not let them get down. He comes up with different plans, switches some lines around, and he had a perfect game plan against the Wild. And the Blues would just really pour it on early. They would get a power play goal from a guy who I think has just played great this year. Some people will say, well, he's in the last year of a big contract. He's looking to get a huge free agent contract after this year. I don't care what his reasons are. He's just playing great. And it's nice to see Paul Stasny do this well for his hometown uh, folks and fans of the Blues. That's kept in at the line by Pareko. And now to Steen, right in front. Sabok is there along with play. And now play to the outside. And at the line, Steen. Handed on to Sabotka. Tipped in front by Stasny. He scores! Stasny! And it's 1-0. Well, Colton Preko's got those big wheels at churning here to begin this hockey game. And is that good to see? Completely taking the initiative. But what nice passing that is. And you can see the way Sammy Blade gets it back to the point. Steen goes back to the same direction, reverses the flow, and then Sabotka with a little pass to the side. A huge chip in by Stasny, and what a big player Sabotka has been this year. I don't think we can really ask that much more than what Sabotka's doing. He's doing everything he's supposed to do, and it's paying off for him. An assist, he does have some goals, but he's just such a feisty player, and what a key, key shot or pass. It's just a great tip in by Stasny. Stasny gets his uh, sixth goal of the year. Sabotka gets his eighth assist. Steen gets his eighth assist. Power play goal for the Blues. Nice to see them get that power play goal. Six minutes, 15 seconds into the first. This team is up one to nothing and playing very well. And with them being up one to nothing, you know the Wild are going to put some kind of pressure on Jake Allen, and they did. This one was a great save about just a little under 11 minutes in to the first period to keep this game one to nothing Blues. And trying to make a play. And a good stick there by Tyler Ennis to break it up. Here's Ennis up the middle. Gets by. And a shot. Save. Rebound. Oh! Allen made the save again on Mitchell on the rebound attempt. Two huge saves by Jake Allen. Just a great, great first period for him. Played a very good game. And that's what you need your number one goaltender to do. Getting past that. The Blues would get another goal just a few minutes later, and it would be by a guy that I think is, not even arguably, but is having his best season as, as a Blue. He's got to be having his best season. This is a guy that last year had one goal. Not everybody's favorite player, not my favorite player. You look at this guy, you look at his size, and you think, this guy should be scoring 20, 25 goals a year. But he's never even come anywhere near close to that. This year, he's throwing his body around. 
He's getting in the middle of the ice. He's mucking it up. He's doing what he needs to do. And that's what he has to do to score goals is be physical. He'll get those opportunities off of that physicality. And he came up with a great goal for the Blues. Second goal of the game to give them a two to nothing lead. Dimitri Yashkin. Good intensity to this game early on. Blues up by one on a power play goal from Stasny. Give it up. Yashkin shoots. He scores. Yashkin after a giveaway. It's 2 nothing. High octane pace to this game. A two on one at one end. Nullified the Minnesota counter. And Tyler Ennis with not just one shot off the high blocker, but watch this two pad slide right there on Mitchell. A classic. And down we go. Yashkin then picks up the loose change right there after it goes off the skate. A poor clearing attempt by Kyle Quincy, the veteran. That was indeed. A very, very poor clearing attempt, and Minnesota could not get that puck out. And Yashkin puts in the hard work, gets his third goal of the season. Maybe this guy's coming around. Maybe he won't score 20 goals, but maybe he could give the Blues 10, 14 goals. That would be great. That would be a huge plus. Third goal of the year, Thorburn gets an assist. Great, great game for Thorburn. 11 minutes, 9 seconds in. Blues are up 2 to nothing, but it wouldn't stop there. The Blues had a great first period, would continue to put pressure on Dubnik. And Dubnik's normally a very good, sturdy goaltender, but I've always thought he gets better as the year goes on. As the year goes on, gets closer to the playoffs. If you look at his history, he normally gets better. And I'm glad the Blues caught him early in the season because he was definitely not on his game last night. But then again, the Blues had a great game plan. And when you have a great game plan, you can beat even the best goalies. The Blues did beat him one more time in the first period, and it would be that big top line coming through. Jaden Schwartz gets a goal to make it 3 to nothing. And now Tarasenko. Quick change by Minnesota. The shot by Tarasenko off the glove of Dubnik. And another awkward save by the Minnesota goalie. And now Tarasenko again. In front. And they score! That's in! Either Schwartz or Shen. It's 3 nothing. Well, that's getting close to the net. No more shots from 48 and a half feet out. They're getting in tight and paying a price with hard work. Tarasenko, the first shot. Yes, you're right, it was awkward, but it's a wicked Richter. Watch the stop and start here by Tarasenko, right there. And he reverses the flow on Brodine, puts it in front. And Jaden Schwartz, who's had only one shot on goal in his last four games, goes to the front of the net. And Jaden Schwartz will get the goal, but good hard work on the stop and start by Tarasenko. Hard work on that goal. Huge, huge effort by Tarasenko. Gets the initial shot, continues to work. And that's what Vladdy does, just continues to work. It's it's great that he's that type of player to where he doesn't expect everybody just to pass him the puck and you know him get all the credit for scoring. He is a team player, and due to his hard work in passing, he puts the Blues up three to nothing. 16 minutes, 54 seconds in on that great pass to Jaden Schwartz. 12th goal of the year for Schwartz. Tarasenko Hart's effort gets him his 15th assist. Blues up 3 to nothing, going out of the first period. They would outshoot Minnesota 12-8. to They have a commanding lead. They would start out the second period basically the same way they would start out 
the first period. They would dominate for most of that period. They would get a power play late in the period, just about you know, 15, 16 minutes in, but they would really be sloppy. And Charlie Coyle got the loose puck, skates it down against Jake Allen. The Wilder back in it with a shorthanded goal to make it 3-1. to one. Sabotka shoved to the ice by Coyle in the corner, and Petrangelo has it hop over his stick. Zucker pressures. Those two both go down at the St. Louis line. Coyle in shorthanded. He scores! Great effort by Zucker, created a loose puck, and Coyle scores shorthanded for Minnesota. Zucker got tangled up there. Looks like with Petrangelo at the blue line and spun around. Both of them went down. And then it was just a bad play. Watch as it's thrown back into the zone by this player right here. He throws it right across and Coyle intercepts it. If that puck just comes another foot right here, watch this puck. If it just stays out of the zone, Zucker's offside. But because it was brought in by one of the St. Louis Blues players and then thrown away, Coyle was able to fire one home. It was a great second period for the Blues besides that big mistake. Mistakes are going to happen, and a team like Minnesota is going to take advantage of them, and they did. Charlie Coyle gets his first goal of the year, I'm sure. The Wild are very happy about that. Shorthanded goal, 15 minutes, 2 seconds into the second. The Blues are still up 3-1. to one. That's the way the second period would end. The Blues would dominate that second period besides that mistake. 19 shots for the Blues, 9 for Minnesota. Anytime you can hold a team to eight, nine shots in a period, you're doing something pretty good. And the Blues, in my mind, played a good period besides that mistake. Going into the third, you're kind of wondering, are the Blues going to continue to dominate this game? Well, it would start out that way, definitely. The Blues would go on the penalty kill, and Kyle Brodziak would just knock the puck out of the air, race down to it, get a shorthanded goal for his third goal of the year to make it Four to one blues. Brandlin again. Ships it for Niederreiter. At the line, Spurgeon check. Brodziak, a short headed breakaway. A shot, he scores! Brodziak! What a great reaction from the Blues on the bench as Kyle Brodziak, such an important part of this penalty kill unit and the Blues hockey team. And he waits and waits and goes high under the bar to the glove side. Look at that left boot. It's up there like he's starting a Harley. And off the bar and in. Thanks for coming as he gives him the old nine of hearts. He spent six years in Minnesota. And he burns his old club. Kyle Brodziak is not a first-line player. He's not a second-line player. Not a third-line player for the most part. He is a fourth-line player that has a role. He plays that role very, very well. And his contract is very friendly. They don't pay him very much, but he's got a lot of heart. Always gives Max effort. Always is very, very physical. And because of that physicality, he's able to sometimes put his will on people to frustrate people. And he gets a shorthanded goal. Gets that shorthanded goal back, I guess, that uh, Coyle scored. Gets his third goal of the year. It was unassisted, of course. Two minutes, nine seconds in to the third period. Four to one Blues. And at this point, it just looks like the Blues are dominating the Wild, which they were. That wouldn't last very long because over the next six minutes or so of the game, the Wild really put pressure on. The Blues would make some big mistakes, get two penalties, and it would lead to two Wild goals to make this game much closer at 4-3 to three and put them right back into the thick of things. Winnick at center. 
Lays across for Ennis. Ennis back to Winnick. Winnick centers. Mitchell scores! And the power play goal has Minnesota right back within two. Nice little passing play for the Wild as they bust into the zone there. And unfortunately, it only does bring them back within two, not to within one where they would love to be. But a nice feed nonetheless by Winnick as he gets a feed cross ice and right back to the top of the crease. Puck's getting thrown back down the ice. Here they're in. Zucker to dump a stall out front. He scores! And the power play goal has Minnesota within one. Well, it bounces around off a couple of guys in front. Stall just picks up the loose change and fires it in. Finally, a zone entry here for the Wild that's fairly clean. They control and they score right off the rush. Same way they scored the last power play goal with Winnick, Ennis, and Mitchell on the rush. This time it's Dumba to stall. I don't know about you guys, but I was getting a little worried because in the games, the Blues' third period, even though they did play well, these third periods are getting a little antsy when they're giving up uh, several goals in the third period. It's it's not good to allow the team to get back into it, to continue to make mistakes. It's going to hurt you. I, I'm not trying to be negative. I know they won. But it's it's going to hurt you in the long run, especially against good teams. And it hurt them in the third period in this game. And we all know that uh, the Oilers were able to get several goals in the Blues in the third period. Even though the Blues played a pretty good third period. You have to cut down on the mistakes. And I'm sure the Blues will do it. Those two goals by the Wild. Zach Mitchell gets his second on that first power play goal. Winnick gets his fourth assist. Ennis gets his Third assist, three minutes, 31 seconds into the third. Made it four to two. That second power play goal was Eric Stahl's eighth goal of the year and hard work in front of the net there. Dumba gets his uh, ninth assist. Zucker gets his seventh assist. Eight minutes, 52 seconds into the third. We've got a game now. Second power play goal of the period for the Wild, and it's now four to three. The Blues really didn't let that bother them. They continued to play their game. They didn't make any more mistakes from what I can see and watched in that game. They just continue to put pressure on Dubnik, and it would pay off again for Jaden Schwartz, who would get his second goal of the night and 13th goal of the year, and it would be a power play goal 11 minutes, 36 seconds in to give the Blues a 5-3 to three lead. Schwartz again to the front, and the slot tip attempt by Tarasenko was high. Now Dumba, he gave it away in front, wide open, Schwartz. Schwartz, his second. The first setup was real good. Schwartz on the right, a quick play to the middle where Tarasenko has a high slot Sedin-like redirection. Then the play continues on from there. And you can see that the turnover, Pareko all alone now is Schwartz. And he gives him a little howdy-doody right there. Fakes it one way, shifts a little bit, whoopsie. And then goes right underneath the fallen goaltender who's got no chance on that play. Big goal for the Blues to get one back. Uh, just great to see Jaden Schwartz get his second goal of the night. Just continue to dominate. That first line's been awesome. Pareko had a big night last night, played very well. Probably one of his top two or three games of the year. Schwartz gets his 13th goal. It was a power play goal, assisted by Pareko, his ninth assist. By Tarasenko, his 16th assist, 11 minutes, 36 seconds in. The Blues get a power play goal. They're up 5-3. to three. I saw on Twitter where somebody predicted 
that a certain youngster named Sammy Blay would get his first NHL goal last night? Well, you know, 50-50 odds. Well, those 50-50 odds went to 100% odds because just under a minute after Schwartz's goal, uh, Steen set up Sammy Blay perfectly, and he got a power play goal for his first goal in the NHL. So nice to see this young guy start to succeed. Forced to both get back to Pareko. And now Steen has Blay in the slot. Gets it, a shot. He scores! Blay, first NHL goal! Another power play goal. Well, Stassi's got the puck in his mitt. Going to give it to young Sammy Blay. He's a great story. Sammy Blay is. Certainly nothing given to him in the game of hockey. Not a high draft pick anywhere he's gone, but he just continues to develop, and he's got some offensive savvy. Nice pass right there from the corner. One-timer. Stassi in front of the net, but it goes underneath the goaltender. What a great moment for Sammy Blay in his first NHL goal. Sammy Blay tops the night off and ends it with his first goal in the NHL to give the Blues a 6-3 win over the Wild. Steen gets his ninth assist. Pareko gets his 10th assist. 14 minutes, 12 seconds in. Power play goal. Just, it's a perfect way to end the night. See this hard-working rookie who was drafted in the sixth round, and the Blues scout had to convince the Blues to go after him. And I am glad they did go after him because I think he's going to be one of those kids that maybe develops a little bit later. Or he's got some skill, and he's one of those kids that not only develops a little bit later, but he works his butt off because he wants to play so bad in the NHL. I see good things for this guy. I I really, really do. Is he going to be a 30-goal scorer? Probably not. But is he going to be an all-around good player? I think he can be with some hard work and if he continues to grow. So a big night for Sammy Blay. Big night for the Blues. They bounce back and get the win against the Wild after that tough loss against the Predators. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interview with uh, Jaden Schwartz, Sammy Blay, and Coach Mike. And I'm sure it's going to be a more positive interview than it was uh, after the Predators' loss. Uh, I think we had a lot of chances. I mean, a couple of them didn't go as planned, but... Um... I thought we did a better job of just executing. I thought coming through the neutral zone, we were better. Um, face-offs were better, and, and then just getting pucks to the net. I mean, our goals weren't pretty, but um, little plays in tight. And uh, I think when you're moving the puck and you feel it earlier, I think your confidence gets a little, confidence gets a little bit better. And, um, you know, getting getting some goals today, hopefully it can, can carry over. Was that how you guys have to score, though? Just pay the price. seemed like you guys made a more concerted effort to get in front of the net, get in front of Dubnik, and make it tough on him. Yeah, I mean we don't we don't want to be too fancy. I mean when when you can make a play, you want to do it. But for the most part, we just want to get you know it's it's kind of a cliche, but more, you know get it on that, shoot the puck, and get some traffic. I think traffic's was big today too. And um, you know guys might not get points for standing in front, but they create create goals for other guys, and, and that goes a long way. And um, you know like I said, I think when we're inside the dots and we're getting shots on net, it, goes, um, it definitely helps. Can you describe the pass that Colton Pareko made to you for your second goal? Uh, yeah, it was really good pass by him. Um, good forecheck by by the forwards and uh, allowed Colt to stay in. And um, you know he made a great play. And um, you know I had, had quite a bit of time to make to make a move there. So um, that doesn't happen without the other guys. You showed a tremendous amount of patience on that goal. You know, just you know what's going through your head. Did you know you had that much time, or you know, uh, instinct? Yeah, kind of just instinct. Um, and I knew that there was a battle going on in the corner and. Uh, my first thought was shoot, but um, I didn't quite like where the puck was, so I just decided to grab it and hold on to it and um, you know, just try out wait, I'll wait the goalie. Mom and dad, a goal for each one of them tonight? Yeah, uh, it's really nice having them here. And uh, like I said, they, they love visiting, so um, they're here for a week. They made some good meals and try to ward them with, with a couple goals. The puck somewhere? Or? Yeah, I have it in, my, they have it in, uh, in there, so. 
Sammy, after the way you know team didn't get it, generate any offense, just glad to come in and contribute and help get it going, and especially on the power play tonight, which yeah. is a struggle. For the yeah, team. I think uh, I, I played my game. I, I was good on the on the forecheck. I, I finished my hit, and I was. Uh, I, it's nice to have a have a have a goal at the end. So, no, I'm just gonna try to to keep going like that. Were you surprised to be on the power play unit to be called back? Um, I didn't know. I saw when uh, when I came to the ring for the game that I was on a power play, so I made the most of it, and I, I had a goal on the, on that one at the end. So you, in the morning, you did you knew you were playing, but you didn't know you were on the power play. No, I just knew when I came to the to the rink uh, tonight. It's still good for the coaching staff to be able to trust you, and yeah, put the, you back in the situations. Yeah. The mistakes are going to happen. And yeah, just got to get yeah, over them. Yeah, right? it's nice to have their confidence. When I made that mistake, they told me just just go back and play, and that's what I did. And I think um, I played pretty good tonight. I mean, it's a big goal, uh, timely goals for sure. So um, that's nice. You, want, you said you, before the game you wanted to see more execu- uh, execution based off what you saw last night. You feel like you got that? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think that right off the hop, we you know I, we we turned a few pucks over, but that's a team that uh, they pressure hard and they've got speed and they've got good sticks. Um, but aside from that, I, I thought that when we had opportunities, we we were sharp in our game and sharp in our execution and able to capitalize on them. Mike, the shots last night obviously were, seemed like a lot of perimeter play. Did, did you pay the price tonight? And yeah, get much, more much better. I think that uh, we did a better job hanging on to the puck and, and allowing ourselves to get ourselves, allowing us to get ourselves into better position. Um, you know, and uh, when you do that, you know, when you have that kind of zone time, that sustained zone time, uh, that's when things start to open up. And I think that's what we saw with a couple of those goals. Mike got the third star tonight. Uh, what impressed you of him? I, I mean, he was outstanding right right from the get go. Uh, his game is 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 coming along. Uh, I thought he was okay last game against Nashville, but for me, his last four games have been his best of the season. Um, you know, it looked like he. Um, from the drop of the puck, just wanted to grab the puck and go tell everybody that he wanted to be the best player on the ice tonight. So, um, you know, a real impressive uh, game from him. How big was the Brodziak goal for you? Really big. That was a, obviously a key moment. And, you know, it was tough to give up the, the goal right after that, but uh, the message on the bench was let's just consider it like a big kill. Um, and I thought that uh, both him, he and Uppy did a real good job tonight. Especially after the hiccup to stick with him, and then he, he yeah. Gets well, you know what? He he made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, and I think that's a, that's a mistake where you're still learning the league and 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 you know just understanding how good players are here, how good they are, not just you know with the with the skill and the things that they can do, but how good their sticks are and how quickly they can get on you. Um, it was a mistake that he made, but we kept him out there in that next shift. He had a great shift, and. Uh, and I'm real happy for him to get that goal. I thought he played a really strong game tonight. Not just that goal, um, you know, that mistake aside. I thought I thought that he, he he was very effective. It was a totally different game for the Blues last night. They changed their game. They made sure they were getting good opportunities. They were pressing. They were getting closer to the goaltender. They were cycling the puck better. And when you do that, and you're getting shots from 25 feet and in your percentage of goals is going to go way up naturally. It just makes sense. When you're shooting from almost 50 feet, 46 feet away against the Predators, you're not going to get a lot of great opportunities. Like I said, they had some against the Predators, but not a lot of them. Even though they dominated the second and third period, the Predators play a very tight game. Minnesota tends to play a tight game, but the Blues found their spots. They found their space. And when there wasn't space, They made space. They moved much better as a whole team in this game against the Wild. Not that they played bad against 
the Predators. I'm not saying that. But this game was a much better game for them. And I'll say it every podcast. You guys probably get sick and tired of hearing it. But when the Blues play their game, when they cut down on mistakes, when they cut down on penalties, when their goaltender gives them a chance to win every night, this team's going to win a lot of games. It's a simple formula. Most NHL teams want to follow it, but it doesn't always happen that way. But when the Blues follow it, it tends to work out for them very, very well, and they played awesome in this game. Yeah, they allowed the shorthanded goal in the second period and then two goals in the third period, but, you know, that stuff happens. You'd like to see them shore things up in the third, but they won the game. want them to work on it, but I'm not going to complain about that. Minnesota earned those goals, those power play goals, and, you know, there are other teams against the Blues when they play. So stuff's going to happen. But so happy to see the win. The Blues have several days off, and they will be playing the Anaheim Ducks at home for their next game. The Ducks lost in a shootout last night to the Kings 2-1. to They will play the Blackhawks before coming to St. Louis. So let's hope that, uh, that they don't get too confident coming into uh, our arena and the Blues can continue their dominance at home this year. We all know the Ducks players. We've played against them so much. Corey Perry, Ryan Kessler, Josh Gibson, Cam Fowler, and of course, uh, former Blue and Buffalo Sabre and former Vancouver Canuck Ryan Miller will most likely be in goal. They've got some good players. They've played up and down this year. I, I think they always give the Blues their best game. So if you can get down to what I still call Scott Trade, but everybody keeps talking it to be determined. If you get down to the arena to see this game, it should be a very fun game. And I think the Blues with a couple days off, I'm hoping at least, will come back even stronger. Let's hope they don't come back slow because sometimes that can happen. Teams either will come back just very hard because they've gotten a rest or it takes them a period, two periods, sometimes a game or two to get back to where they were. But I don't think that's going to happen to uh, uh, Coach Mike Yow team. I just don't see that happening. He'll keep them pretty even kill until the next game against the Ducks. I want to thank everybody for joining me this game recap of the Blues versus the Wild and this big 6-3 to three win. You know I'm here after each game. You know the drop is here. If something big happens in the NHL or with the Blues, we'll have a special episode. I'm trying to get a couple former Blues players on for interviews, so let's hope that happens pretty soon. I got a couple other interviews coming. I think you guys are really enjoying them. Until next time, don't forget to look at lineupmedia.fm. That's who brings you the drop. Great, great podcast entity. One of the fastest growing entities that provide podcasts. There's something there for everybody. It doesn't matter what your age is. Baseball, hockey, football. Podcasts for people that like to do a lot of different things. And they keep adding to their lineup. That's why they're growing so quickly. And it's great to have this relationship with a local company in the Metro East. Until next time, this has been The Drop. I've been your host, Lance Descott. All together now, let's go blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lance D. 
at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.